Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome to the program. My guests today are Chad Shubin and Kip Landon, both uh, mental health care workers. And between the two of them, they've got about 30 years experience uh, serving in the mental health industry. Um, both of them are uh, currently employed with the Wasatch Mental Health uh, Center. Is it called the Center? Or you guys tell me. Did I get the name right? Yeah, Wasatch Mental Health. Okay, yeah. Wasatch Mental Health. It covers Utah and Wasatch counties in the great state of Utah. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. That's Brian. All right. Uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you guys is because I had a personal uh, experience several weeks ago when this all kind of came down and, and government started telling us to stay home and, you know, get out of school. And, and uh, I was pretty prideful thinking that uh, I can handle anything. And even though this is something that none of us has ever experienced before, but I left my house to run some errands. I forgot my phone, um, went to the DMV to, to do a little errand there and was turned away at the door because they didn't want to let anybody in and they were, everyone was wearing masks. So I felt rejected and then I hopped in my truck and brand new pair of slacks I was wearing. The whole crotch just blew out and I had to go. <laughs> I, was going to get, I was going to the bank, you know, get some cash out to, to be secure and safe. And, and then I just got a little panicked and I'm thinking, well, what if something happens and I can't call my family? And I, I never would have cared about that prior to this. But I got a little rattled and I got a little scared and, and started having, you know, kind of a minor little panic attack. And the reason I wanted to talk to you guys about it is I think a lot of us are experiencing that. I mean, I know we're about a month into it now, but some of the feelings that people are having, they may not know how to handle them or, or how to even define them. So maybe you guys can, with your expertise, help us kind of define some of the feelings that, that I think many of us are having and don't really know how to process. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, an anxiety attack is, is, is uh, or having anxiety rather is absolutely normal for a situation like this. Um, as human beings, uh, we all like to have normal. We're creatures of habit. We like to, to know what we're doing every day and, and how the next day is going to be. And we find comfort in, in, in having uh, our rituals and our routines. You know, if you think about what you do in the morning every day, I'm pretty confident it's almost the exact same thing. Get out of bed, brush your teeth, shower, whatever order it's in. Um, and uh, this pandemic's definitely throwing our lives out of order. Um, you know, uh, in the mental health field, uh, we, we frequently see this, even when people come to us to, to be helped and are, are indicating that they have a problem that they want to fix, it's still even difficult for them to change um, when they want to change. So when change is imposed upon us, uh, when we don't necessarily want it, you can imagine the stress that we're going through, uh, especially when we don't know when uh, the change or the uncertainty is going to end. Um, so just, just want to normalize you there. Um, in terms of your pants blowing out, I think that's your own fault for lifting heavy things around the house because I hear you're kind of doing that lately. Um, personal issues. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the anxiety is absolutely normal. Um, so, Kip, what's your thoughts? Um, I work with a very, very ill, very chronic population. And so I come home and I see my neighbors and, you know, just the typical suburban neighborhood. And I, I look at the anxiety and the stress that a, maybe a typical or average family would be under. 
And then I look at the stress that uh, people who are on disability, Medicaid, people who have had you know, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder for 20 plus years. And I look at the reactions of the different populations, maybe minorities, uh, people that may not have savings, you know, to whether uh, being laid off of shift work or blue collar jobs. I think it's just behooves all of us to understand it affects everybody in every population uh, a little bit differently depending on the walk of life and where you're from. So how, you know, I, I guess you, you know, one can look at this whole situation and go, oh my gosh, the world is ending. What am I going to do? Or we can turn around and, and try to turn it into a positive. So what can people do, you know, to adjust to the, you know, new quote unquote normal that we're in right now? Jip, you want to take that one first? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've noticed is I really usually find, I find out a lot about myself and you find out a lot about people's true character when adversity comes. Um, I think you find out what people are really made of, so to speak. And so do you rise up and do you become a better person and look at it as an obstacle to overcome and adversity to persevere? Or is it something that's going to beat you down and, and hold you back? And we've all been held back at times. We've all failed uh, with, with adversity. But I think if you can look at experiences in the past where you've succeeded, where you've triumphed, and try to use those skills again, um, there could be a silver lining in trying to find and remember what you do well in times of adversity and what you don't do well, maximizing what you can and trying to avoid the things that are your pitfalls when you struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with, uh, with Kip a hundred percent, uh, you know, it's your perspective. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you go to a gym and, and, uh, you know, there's kind of two people that go to a gym. You've got the folks that, uh, you know, that just signed up, super excited to be there um, to start until it starts to hurt. And when they start to feel the pain, uh, you can see it on their faces. They're miserable. And then you see those people that, uh, you know, in the gym and, and they're working out and, and they understand the pain is, is, is part of the growth process. Um, they value that, that resistance and that difficulty that they're going through because they understand that it's going to benefit them. And uh, in life, uh, you know, it's kind of we can go one of two ways uh, when we have difficulties like this. We have an opportunity to see it through the lens of what kind of, uh, what kind of attributes can I develop through this? What am I going to see on the, on the backside of this that I'll be better at? Or you can, you can kind of wither and say this is hard and, and shrink into yourself and uh, kind of go the opposite direction. So perspective plays a big role um, in, in, in embracing these opportunities for, for growth and the character development for sure. So basically kind of what I'm hearing is you're suggesting people just handle this the way they'd handle any kind of normal stress of life, it, it, turn it into a learning opportunity or let it, uh, let it destroy you. Well, definitely the recommendation is, is to turn it into a learning opportunity. Sure. Uh, that's, that's, that's the recommendation. Um, what I with, uh, Chad and Brian is when, when you are on the side of struggling, when you're on the side of uh, maybe not persevering, maybe not doing well through the adversity, it's interesting to see the people who reach out for help and, and legitimately uh, lean on the supports that they have around them. And uh, those that do shrink within and, and kind of let the fear and the anxiety take over. And you kind of get, it's not fight or flight, it's the freeze mode of uh, the anxiety. And so if, if you're in a stage where you can't overcome and you can't triumph, reach out, admit that, and 
find someone that can help you find someone who can support you. What I would, that's a great point for, for those people that, you know, that are afraid to speak out and maybe for the rest of us who, what can we look out for maybe, or how do we identify those people that may be too afraid to speak up before they let things get too, you know, too hard. How do, how do we, how do, how do we, how do we find that? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. One of the best emotional thermometers out there, social media, if uh, a lot of people are on it and you notice themes and uh, patterns arise within your friend circle, reach out, say something, message them, text them. Uh, I think that's a good, a good thing to do. And just noticing if their affect or their uh, demeanor has changed and uh, be the one to speak out and reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you typically, you know, your friend's character, you know, your neighbor's character, uh, you know, if they tend to be pretty talkative and all of a sudden they seem to be closed up or, or you know, or, or typically kind of a quiet person and all of a sudden they're talking a little bit more. Uh, looking for those changes, right? Those shifts that kind of suggest anxiety is, is a good, good, good key. Okay. That's fair. Um, hey, Brian, can I have one thing? Absolutely. So, um, we actually just sold our home in uh, the Elk Ridge area and it was a stressful time. Uh, we were trying to sell it right as the COVID scare was increasing. The buyers uh, were looking like maybe possibly backing out. And uh, as we closed and we signed the documents, everything worked out well for us and our family. Our realtor who's uh, become a good friend of ours, at the closing he brought us a roll of toilet paper wrapped in uh, a bow. And it was just kind of the icing on the cake to just help pass a stressful moment. He didn't need to do anything more, but he just knew that that would be a way to break the ice and a way to just calm a, a tense few days, few weeks for us. And little things like that, I think, are just human touches that uh, really can add um, just some peace and comfort and humor to, to things. You know, laughing is okay, even at times of stress. And uh, finding ways to insert some humor is, is helpful. I think it's huge. Um, and sometimes, sometimes there's a feeling of, oh, that's, this is a sacred time. I shouldn't mock it or make fun of it. But I disagree. I think I try to, you know, some of my advertising as a real estate agent, I try to pull in the COVID virus all the time to kind of, you know, just poke <laughs> fun at it and make light of it because it's here. You, you can complain about it or be happy about it. It's still here. Yep. We, uh, we, we once had an opportunity to have a, uh, a high-ranking officer in the military address us. And uh, one of his messages that was interesting is he talked about uh, uh, POWs and, and, uh, and kind of the order of, of who would tend to pass away in a POW camp. And uh, he identified three types of people, the, uh, the negative, the positive, and then the realists. And went on to suggest that those who, uh, you know, had the negative perspective tended to kind of die first. And then those who had the, the super positive perspective died when they realized that their super positive perspective was kind of unrealistic. And uh, eventually, right, went that negative route. And then there were those that were the realists who understood that, that this was going to be difficult um, and understood that they had to make the best of with what they had. And you hear stories of those POWs uh, coming up with, uh, you know, ways to entertain themselves and using uh, codes to, to tell stories by knocking on, on the walls and such. And uh, so absolutely entertainment, having fun, laughing, um, and, and, and also just having a good healthy dose of the reality that this may not be easy. 
uh, just a good balance. Balance is just really important. I like, I think, you know, men's search for meaning is a great example of, you know, turning, turning, uh, making lemonade out of lemons for sure. Yeah. Um, any, uh, is there any questions that maybe I haven't asked that, that you think people ought to know during this time? Hmm. You know, I just, uh, I go ahead, Kip. No, you, you go ahead, Chad. It's a good question. Okay. Um, you know, I just, I just really like to emphasize, uh, that, that we're all writing our stories, you know, with every client that I work with, uh, you know, I tell them I'm, I'm not only trying to help you right now, um, but I'm trying to help you be happier now, five minutes from now, a year from now, 20, 30 years from now. And, and ultimately I love to talk with my clients about, uh, uh you know, what they want their obituary to look like, what they want, uh, people to say, um, and, uh, and that mindset of the fact that, you know, we're always writing our story, um, kind of, and, 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 uh, there's nothing wrong with, with needing help. I think, uh, I think that there's a lot of power and, and uh, a lot of respectability in somebody who has the humility to ask for help when they need help. Um, uh, and so I think that's very noble. If you need help, I think that's a great addition to your story to ask for help and to have gotten help. Um, it's one of those moments. This, this is a time in history that, uh, none of us have ever lived, uh, may never repeat who knows, but what an amazing time to, uh, write, write a little chapter in our story. Um, and then hopefully we'll be proud of it. Amen, man. Kip, what's your. So, um, right now I tend to reflect on what's in front of me. And right now as an administrator at Wasatch, our company and our executive leadership has chosen to kind of create a, a third bucket of leave time for employees. And it's not just uh, PTO or sick leave, it's, it's COVID leave. So if a lot of our programs have shut down, rather than furlough or lay employees off, they're asking them to do as much work as they can uh, from home and to be productive and, you know, uh, promoting their departments. And then if they're uh, short hours, they can use uh, a certain bank of leave. And, and we're fortunate to work for a company that uh, can be able to do that right now but it's interesting in some of our 24-hour residential programs where people still have to come to work um, our clients don't have a home and so they live in these programs some of our staff are at home uh, not doing as much and some of our staff that are trained that have to be at the residential programs are still working there 30 to 40 hours a week and so I've had a few staff in that negative mentality say well that's not fair so-and-so sitting at home collecting a paycheck and I'm here working. And my perspective is, well, how grateful are we that we still have jobs and have a paycheck and have that benefit? Um, and it's not fair, you're right. So if one of us drops and has to go to the hospital and we're on a ventilator, there's other staff that will step up and step into your shoes. But for now, this is our job and our task. And it's hard to, it's hard to um, champion that um, vision of, of courage and gratitude when sometimes I think as a society we're really entitled and so a lot of my staff who are kind of entitled see the unfairness of them having to work and other people not and I really hope that a lot of us can see that yeah this isn't fair it's could possibly take lives of people that uh, it shouldn't it could displace things that uh, we were hoping to have vacations or money or income or what have you 
And we need to find a way to be grateful for where we're at, uh, embrace the suck, as the military would say, and champion forward and, and try to find not so much what's unfair, but what we can do right now. I hope that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, it does totally, guys. I, I I appreciate your your insight, your input, and your expertise on this. I think it'll be very helpful to, you know, anyone who listens. That you know, again, I I thought I was all proud and could handle anything, and then I got all rattled. So it can happen to anybody. Um, but yeah, just turning around and just taking the time um, to better yourself, or you know, take advantage of the downtime and just you know, as they as Covey says, you know, sharpen the saw and get better at life. So when things do return to wherever they were, or maybe they won't, you know, you'll be ahead of the game, I guess, is, is you know, kind of the, the takeaway. Brian, if I can throw in one more thing. Of course. Is that all right? I, you know, I, I find in, in my practice, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the greatest tools that I have to help people identify the change that they want to uh, make is, is helping them to uh, kind of express to me their understanding or their belief system as it relates to their higher power and, and, and kind of the meaning and purpose of life. Um, a lot of people find peace uh, through their higher power. Um, and uh, I just want to put that plug in there that uh, people really turn to, to their God and, and, and connect at that level. Um, there's a lot of utility in that, a lot of utility um, to be had, a lot of benefit. Yep, it's humbling. Excellent. Thank guys, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate your time on this, and um, we'll chat again. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. 